And so I'm asking the question. I know some of you have never asked. Some of you have asked. God, what do you want from me? Because when things are tough, when things are difficult, you begin to wonder, God, I am trying. What else do you want from me? That I'm going through these trials, these tribulations, these problems, these difficulties, this sickness. And I'm making money, but the money is like a drop. Nothing is ever sufficient. God, what do you want from me? We'll search the scripture and we'll try and answer it very quickly. I've told you before and I'll repeat it today. God is a business-like creator. He's into the business of you doing and getting something in return. You want to get something from God? You must give something to God. There are no freebies in the spiritual. Just like no freebies in the physical. You do not collect something you did not earn. You don't get something you do not deserve. If you do, it can only be God or the devil. Praise the Lord. But listen to me. In life, for what you get, you have sown or done something. Praise the Lord. And then, Interestingly, if you look at Proverbs 8, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. At this time, I was just running in my mind. Okay, God, what do you want from me? What if I run away from you? Or what if I deserve to receive and I do not receive? And I give up. Like many people have given up. Even in the church, many people have given up. They'll conclude that, let me live from day to day. Things are too hard. I have prayed, I have fasted, I have not seen a change. But God will answer someone today. I said God will deal with your situation today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Proverbs 8.17, the Lord said, I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Are you still seeking God? I plead with you, continue to seek him. He is not far, but he's just waiting for you to seek him. And then you will find in the name of Jesus. And then in Hosea 5 verse 15. Hosea chapter number 5. And I'm reading verse 15. For those who are wondering where Hosea is. If you can locate Daniel. You will see Hosea. Find Daniel. At least you know Daniel. Then go to the next book. Is Hosea verse 15. And God said for those who do not look for me at all. They don't seek me. I will allow something to happen in their lives. I will make them run after me. Look at it. He said, I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face. In their affliction, they will seek me early. What's God saying? You either seek me of your own voluntarily, come to me willingly, love me so I can love you, find me so that I can take care of your lives, or I will let affliction be the policeman that will force you to seek me. I pray for someone this morning. Affliction will not escort you to God in Jesus' name. Calamity Every power that has determined that <laughs> we have caught him at last. When you love God, when you seek God, he will ensure there's deliverance for you in the name of Jesus. I want you to bow your heads and say a short prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, whatever has been organized to separate me from you, in Jesus' name, shatter it, destroy it, scatter it in the name of Jesus. Pray, pray, pray. Everything organized from hell 
to separate you from God. That God will uproot it in the name of Jesus. Are you praying? You are whispering in your bedroom voices. Pray to your father. I want Satan to hear you. I want those who are around you that he has organized to disrupt your rhythm of communication with God, your fellowship with your father, to hear you say, I come against you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. God, what do you want from me? Romans 5 verse 8. He wants you, number one, to love him as he loves you. How many of you know that God loves you? If you don't know, I can tell you, you are being alive today because he loves you. This week alone, if you look at the newspapers, people have been dying from motor accidents. Not mosquitoes. Not pizza. A truck crushed people here. 14 dead. Accident here. Young shall grow, and he buried them on the road. He was drunk. They warned him. He didn't listen. He was speeding. And went and ran into a stationary truck. Eleven died on the spot. More died on the way to the hospital. It's calamity and death. When the ember months, so you're seeing today alone is a miracle from God. Because you are alive. Say, Father, I think I'm alive. Oh, I think I'm alive. I thank God I'm alive and I thank God for you. So Romans 5 verse 8 tells you the first reason why you must love God. Remember what Abba said? Love God with all your what? Heart. Amen. We're going to look at that very quickly. Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus. Romans 5 8. That God commended his love towards us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is when you did not even recognize God. He knew you. When you are busy committing sin and being wicked. Okay, let me not say you. Because some of you look like angels. Me. When I was busy drinking and taking beer and taking beer until beer was too light. I moved to stout. It was too light. I moved to gin and whiskey. When I was busy doing that, I've done all those things. When I see some of these young ones, I look at them and I laugh. When I talk, I talk from experience. When I was doing those things, Christ died for me and said, you, you will come back. Did I not come back? I'm not preaching this word today. Some of you remember how it was then. You go to the nightclub and you will gyrate until 5 o'clock in the morning. Dance in the house of God now. It's as if they glued your shoe with cement to the floor. Praise the Lord, though. You can't even say hallelujah again. Don't feel guilty. I'm just telling you how it was. Amen. When we were sinners, we didn't know him. We didn't recognize him. We didn't want anything to do with this Christ. He so loved us. He set us up that one day, affliction, trouble, difficulty, one stubborn evangelist will pray you put back in. And all of us are today in his house. Glory be to God. He loved you when you didn't know him. You didn't love him. You hated him. I had a friend then. He said, don't talk to me about Jesus. I'm to enjoy myself. Life is too sweet. Too what? Too sweet. Unfortunately, he died before he knew he was dying. 
Thank God again you are alive. Say, Father, I thank you I'm alive. It's not too late for me. And it shall not be too late for you in Jesus' name. So what does God want from you? Number one, love him as he loves you. God loves you so much that whatever you do, his love for you does not change. However you stray away, he does not forsake you. However you disobey him, he still makes room for you to come back. However you are difficult to manage, he still loves you enough to bring somebody or the other to encourage you. Even in your family. When they have given up on you, they told you, you don't have money, don't talk to me. Somebody had a problem like that. His father died. And the rest of the family said, you have never contributed anything. We are not asking money from you. Just come. Find your transport money and come. The man shed tears. He says, poverty that has taken me to this level. I say, if you pray, God will lift you out of that level. I pray for someone here. Everything in your life that is bringing you shame, that is bringing you disgrace, that is making people laugh at you, they will turn around to congratulate you in Jesus' name. God will lift you out in the mighty name of Jesus. Number two, Matthew chapter 12 verse 50. What does God want from me? Matthew 12:50. That's a scripture you know. And he said, For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. That was Jesus speaking. Say, you do the will of my father. You're my brother. You're my sister. You're my mother. So what's the qualification? What does God want from you? Obey God. Obey God. Simple. What am I to obey him in? Obey his word. The Bible is there. Pray. Worship him. Thank him. Be grateful. Do not repay wickedness with wickedness. Repay wickedness with good. Recognize God. Praise. I'm just breaking down Deuteronomy 6, 5 for you. Say, love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And the second one is unto it, as we read last week from Luke. Love your neighbor as yourself. Praise the Lord. Now we've looked at how God wants you to love him as he loves you. Number two, he wants you to obey him. Now number three, Love yourself, then love your neighbor. We mix it up. Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. Let me ask you a question. And answer it to your neighbor. If you hate yourself, how can you love your neighbor? If you don't love yourself, where will love your neighbor come from? Let me ask your neighbor. If you hate yourself, how will you love your neighbor? Ask, ask your neighbor. Praise the Lord. And the Lord was breaking me. When you love, quote and unquote, your neighbor, you often make your neighbor a victim of not loving yourself. We always assume, I love myself, so I love my neighbor. It's not true. Many of us, we don't love ourselves. And because you don't love yourselves, you don't love your neighbor. Through you not loving yourself, you put your neighbor into trouble. I'll give you two case studies quickly. I will soon interrupt the word so that we can take announcements and close. Because I will finish and then we'll pray. Prayer points are not much. Amen. So we'll shut down by 11. Case study number one. Remember Peter in John 21 verse 3. John chapter 21 verse 3. Let me give you a background. 
Peter had just gone through a tough time. Jesus had been crucified. The other apostles ran away. He was the only one that was accused. And he denied his Lord three times. And yet, Jesus was crucified. So, Peter at this point was discouraged. He was tired. He was weary. He had given up. Say, my master has been taken away. They killed him. So, he felt the mission, the assignment had ended. Look at John 21, and I'm reading verse number 3. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. They said unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. Praise the Lord. He abandoned Project with Winning Souls for Christ. He abandoned the church that had been set up. He abandoned families, women that needed help. If he was discouraged, how would the young Christians have been feeling? He abandoned it all and told them, I'll go out fishing. Let me return to the sea and go and fish. Christ has died. What do I do? Don't judge him yet. You know why? How many of us have abandoned Project God and we're doing our own agenda? I need a wife. I need a car. I need house rent. I need school fees. Have you done God's work? So don't accuse Peter that he abandoned everything. You and I are doing exactly the same thing. What have God given you to do that you have carried through without bringing your own problem inside? So you too, you've abandoned Project Christ. You've abandoned this assignment to pray. You've abandoned the assignment to come and clean the toilet. You've abandoned the assignment to be on social media saying God is doing this in my church. You've abandoned God too like Peter. He went a fishing. What are you doing? Praise the Lord. The glory be to God. This was Peter that was with Jesus himself, performing miracles, signs, healings, and wonders. And he got so discouraged, he abandoned the work. But then, if you go forward, in verses 15 and 17, Jesus had to meet Peter and remind him, Simon, Son of Jonah. Love is down. Bow your heads. We'll continue after the announcement. Bow your heads and tell God, Father, in every way I've abandoned your assignment. Have mercy upon me. In the name of Jesus. Have mercy upon me. In the name of Jesus. Lord, please have mercy upon me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Pray that prayer from your heart. Peter did. And God met him again and said, Peter, go back. Whose focus? Don't be discouraged. Go back. I am still here by the Holy Spirit. Do my work. Father, in every way, we have abandoned your work, forgotten our assignment, become disobedient to the call. Help us to go back. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Lord of mercy, in this first segment, we give you praise. What do you want from us, O oh God? Lord, we understand now. You want us to love you as you love us constantly, endlessly, with an everlasting love. You want us to obey you. And Lord, you want us to love our neighbors, even as we love you. 
Help us, Father, that we will not fail you. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying.